Hello, hello. It's another case of mixtape and identity, and my guest this week is Ryan Sim. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 55 of Mixtape and Identity, and my guest this week is comedian Ryan Sim. Uh, Ryan, someone who I was introduced to actually through Rosie Delaney, friend of the show Rosie, who put me on to a, a big old list of comedians, which I really appreciated, and Ryan was one of the first people to come back to me. Um, so it's been an, uh, a long time coming. I think we, we first connected back in October, so it's taken a while to, to put it together and, and get the show out there, but... Uh, Ryan's been very patient with me and I appreciate that had an awful lot of fun with the list uh, I've mentioned on social media and I'll talk about it in the show um, song one was a little bit upsetting initially but uh, you know I, I warmed it and I, and I really liked songs 2 to 15 so uh, I had a really good time with it if you're new here this is your first time listening then the playlist that we're going to talk through is available on spotify you can find that in the uh, description of the podcast you can also search us on spotify mixtape and identity is the profile name and you can follow us on instagram for any and all updates as well it's a really fun list ryan was an awful lot of fun great chat uh, very funny bloke and really loves his music he, you know he's, he's a, a musician has written extensively about music interviewed artists so put an awful lot of thought into this which i really appreciate comes across great it's an it's a a belter of a chat so hope you enjoy it i'll be back at the end but for now we'll get into episode 55 of mixed david identity with ryan sim so how often do you actually listen to music at the moment ryan uh, I listen to it uh, maybe less than I did when I used to work at an office because I, I just had my headphones in all the time right. when I was in the office. But now I now I work from home, um, like, I would say a few hours every day, I reckon. Sure. Um, and then maybe at night, like, I, uh, I, I collect records and stuff. So, sort of, like, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll usually put a record on in the living room and stuff. So Okay. Most, most of the time, I think, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the questions I normally ask, just given the, the the format of the show, is that if you tend to go with playlists or or, or albums, so I'm guessing a bit of both based on what you said. Um, for for myself, I reckon albums mostly. If I'm in the car, it'll be a playlist. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, but it, on headphones, I, I I like to listen to full albums usually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. I don't even really like listening to like you know because it's all Spotify these days. Like you get yeah new release singles and stuff, and I kind of. A lot of the time, I'll just like if it's an artist I really like, I kind of won't even listen to those until the the whole album's out oh, for wow. whatever reason. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's a bit. Of, that's a bit of self control. I know some people do that with like TV shows that will wait until they can binge it. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, I don't, I, yeah. But that's like eight hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd have that self control. Um, cool. All right. So, so when you're listening to an album, that's like a. Is that the I don't know another way to frame this but is this that is that like the event for you is that the thing that you're doing just like focusing on the music kind of like i guess i guess i like to have the context of of how they've uh just because like i mean i guess the thing is like i used to be a musician so okay. i've i've recorded like a number of full-length albums and like just the level of thought that goes into like um track ordering and and if there's transitions or if one song kind of gives context for another song all that sort of stuff um right like con- conceptual stuff i i guess is okay. is what it is and and i like to see that that's not necessarily important to me but i do like to hear if that is an aspect of of 
an album yeah, like sure. a, as a finished as a finished piece of work i guess yeah yeah okay makes sense i've had that before like there's there's plenty of songs i've listened to that i've not really enjoyed until i've listened in the in the in the context of an album no yeah like, oh, yeah i get this now so yeah yeah, I still wouldn't have the self-control to wait until the actual album comes out. So fair play. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> it kind of depends. It depends on the band. Like, there's this band. Um, uh, I think I think I put one of their songs on on the playlist. Um, this Irish band called Lankham. right? And they're they're releasing a new album. They've released two singles, and as soon as they came out, I like jumped on it just because like I love them so much, and I just want to hear what they're doing. But right. um, okay. I think it's just maybe a mood thing. It's like if I'm if I'm not in the mood just to hear one song. Right from someone, I'm like I can just hold off until, until the album's out. Okay, cool. Yeah. And do you actively seek out new music, or do you tend to go back to your old familiar? Um, bit of both. Yeah. No, I do like to hear new stuff. I think. Um, I don't know, I, I I say this, and I mean it in a positive way. But like, and I would say this about sort of any any art form. Like, most music is bad. Okay. Just like just statistically speaking, do you know what I mean? So yeah, I sure. really, I, re- I really do care. Uh, and I guess again, like like having having been a musician and and songwriter and everything, like I really do care about like finding good music or music that I mean to be more, uh, you know, po- uh, political politically correct about it. Music that speaks to me. Sure. I guess like is like like I really enjoy finding new stuff and and. And also, like, I think, like, like I'm old now, so it's, like, sort of having a little bit of context for the culture and, and staying staying in touch with the kids and all that, all that sort of stuff as well. <laughs> um, I think it's important and, like, hearing what young bands are doing and, and that sort of thing and seeing right. what the landscape of music is, how it's changing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. Well, look, we'll, we'll jump into the, into the playlist then. So, yes. song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. So, you went for Golden Number. By yes yes an intense song i was gonna say an intense opening, yeah. <laughs> um this band like yeah this song really grabbed me um i think i just got them on like again like just like the algorithm like a spotify recommendation mm-hmm. um and this is the first song not off their first album it's their second album but um it's the album that i was introduced to and so this was the song that really introduced me to them and i just thought it was like uh, I don't mind black metal, and I I prefer like melodic black metal over over sort of the more um, I guess oh, I don't even know the word for it. Like like it's all extreme. Like that's the whole point. <laughs> like but um sure. but yeah, like that stuff with those like like the thing that Ghostbath do is like they have like these really kind of familiar melodies, but they just sort of turn it into something that is equally as disgusting as it is pretty. I think. Okay. Sure. And and his his voice, the way he sings, and and it's just so, um, again, disgusting, I guess. And like the the juxtaposition between like the actual melody that's being played, the the sound of the music, and then the way he's sort of screaming over it. There's something about it that was like very painful, but um, really weirdly catchy as well. To yeah. it, I don't know. And and I really love like the epic sort of melodic changes. It's very over the top. But it maintains that sort of like beauty in the in the uh, in the melody. I think I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like very epic to me. Yeah, yeah. It's very visceral. It's yeah, very visceral. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I like. Uh, that's what I like about them. And I kind of like stuck with them um, over a few albums. And like the album that came 
after the after this one um it's like even more like it's like classic rock vibes almost like it's like weird like solos and like leads and stuff like that and i just really like the the mixture of styles and then um their newest album was a bit more straight down the line like like metal like with breakdowns and i don't know it wasn't it wasn't as interesting as as the stuff they've done in the past but um right but yeah, yeah, I'm really. I always come back to this song because, like, the first time I heard it, I was just like, "Yeah, it's just visceral. It's beautiful. It's it's ugly. It's like everything all at once." And I, I kind of, I dig that sometimes. Like, I like the overstimulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, I did. I, I find it. I find it quite intense. Um, it took me. Uh, mm. It took me a couple of listens to to really enjoy it. I think. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I was I was listening to it and I I really liked it and then yeah you sort of listen to it and you're like what what is happening to this man in like mm-hmm. in in the background yeah. here it's like, yeah yeah it's very very intense um but then the more le- the it's, more um, you listen to it i think the more it lends itself to the to the song like it all yeah. blends together quite nicely once you sort of once you get used to it i guess yeah 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 well the the genre it's a genre of music i don't know if you're familiar with it um depressive suicidal black metal uh, okay dsbm yeah yeah, yeah it's like a whole it's a whole thing right okay fair enough <laughs> and so that, those pain like he's not really like when you listen to hardcore or, or metal like modern modern bands it's like the guy who's the vocalist like they're obviously you know they're screaming they're not clean singing but it is like still a a technical ability whereas like you listen to this song and you're like oh this guy's just wailing like he has yeah. no <laughs> he has no idea what he's doing he's just sort of like letting it out yeah and i love that i love it's like it's like to me it's it's kind of pure emotion like right yeah yeah it's not necessarily easy to listen to but um no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but those those breaks where it goes from like the the blast beat drums to like the half like it just like that epic sort of break right. in the song where it just like slows down and it's just like so big like it's such a yeah yeah definitely. i love it yeah okay absolutely um, Alright, perfect Song 2 then is a song that took you a while So you went through Malibu by Oh yeah, yeah um, I love this album so much now Okay Like a Celebrity Skin by Hole is like Absolutely one of my favourite albums sure. ever um, But this song, I just remember Because I, obviously I was a teenager when all the singles came out mm-hmm. And so Celebrity Skin was like The big pop, you know Music video single And, and everybody loves it right. And then Malibu, I, I'm pretty sure it was like the second single off the album And just for a teenager who just wanted like i guess like something easy to listen to malibu wasn't necessarily that like like the melodies a lot more um i don't know if this is the right word the way i describe it the melodies a lot more mature than something like celebrity skin okay like like it's a little bit it's not it's not as sort of um immediately poppy um it's a little bit more melancholy as well and but now when i listen to it it's just like so what? This, this is like maybe twenty years. <laughs> like when I say it took me a while, sure, okay. <laughs> it took me it took me like maybe the the better part of two decades, right? Um, but just the way the way uh, the way the guitars like the, like you can really hear the way they're hitting the notes, uh-huh. um, like in the chorus and stuff. I just I just yeah I I know I love it now. I just think it's like like a pretty deep song. Not just not necessarily lyrically, but like musically, it just feels like. Mm. a lot going on yeah 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 definitely um so what was the like what 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 sort of stuff were you listening to back then as a teenager yeah 
Um, I was listening to Limp Bizkit and Corn. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> like the classics. Mm. Uh, and then um, I like to say I graduated from from like new metal bands to pop punk, but okay. I think it's like. In your early teens, you're all angsty, and then you sort of like get through puberty, and you get horny. So you go from new metal to pop punk. Like it's like it's true. it matches the <laughs> the mood of your life, I guess. <laughs> the yeah. defining the defining moods. Bit of a journey, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and I guess like Hole didn't necessarily fit into that. Like they were part of that festival kind of scene, I guess. But yeah. um, they're a grunge band, I guess, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, when I heard Malibu, like I heard Celebrity Skin and it's like very sort of um, easy, you know, it's, it, I think it's still a good song. I like, I like Celebrity Skin as a song, but like, like Malibu is just like when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, this is boring. Right. Sure. And now I listen to it and I feel like there's just so much to actually sink my teeth into. And like, like I listen, I listen to that album over and over again. I think it's, I think it's such a good album. Yeah. 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 I could, I, I think, yeah, I can see why if you were into the, like, heavier stuff and that was the only thing you're into i think this would almost be and it's not but it would almost be a little poppy by comparison yeah which would, yeah uh, yeah which yeah i know i know for me i was i was into like uh classic rock and roll indie rock that kind of stuff and then anything mm. that that fell outside of that anything that was like vaguely pop i would have just yeah. completely dismissed it's just not for me even yeah even, totally you know it, it's taken me a long time to realize that there are it is a lot more complex and there's a lot more going on and it is like a, a very real this is a very stupid thing to learn but there's a re- real skill in making pop good pop music yeah absolutely yeah um, yeah totally yeah but yeah it, t- it just took me to get out of my ass basically uh to yeah i feel that realize that you know <laughs> yeah i relate to that like like even even later than being a teenager like when i was playing in bands like i played in punk and hardcore bands mm-hmm um there were like there were like sanctioned uh i guess like bands outside of those genres like 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 you're if you were into hardcore you were you were allowed to like the national you know okay Okay. but you weren't you weren't necessarily allowed to like spoon or someone like that like like in terms of like the indie genre or or any anything that wasn't punk and hardcore there were certain bands that were cool to like right okay yeah 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 yeah. It's, it's and i think it's just like um I don't know. It's just like like limited life experience, I guess, or limited musical um, knowledge. And the more the more different stuff you listen to, whether you enjoy it or not, the better yeah. uh, frame of reference you have. Like like that's not a profound thing to say, but like like yeah, it's something that you have to learn by doing. Like yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of I think there's a lot of peer pressure that goes into it as well. If you know when yeah when you're in a certain community or you know uh, like a certain clique in school, for example, it's like yeah, you kind of have to you feel like you kind of have to conform to what everyone else is listening to, what everyone else likes, what everyone else thinks is cool. And then yeah. I, I, I just think it's a natural part of getting older is just not giving a shit what other people think and just yeah, exactly. enjoying what you like because it's what you like. I spent, I spent so much time in high school pretending I liked Eminem. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not that I hate Eminem. I was just like, it's definitely not my favorite artist or anything. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's quite a, quite a freeing thing to say. You know, I'm not really... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm really working through some stuff on this podcast. It's fine. (laughs) People like, like, yeah, going to a suburban, uh, like, uh, primary school, um, or high school, actually. I guess it was Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, just sort of white Australia suburban public school is everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, Eminem's the best rapper. It's like, why do you, 
<laughs> yeah, I wonder why you think that. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no one's no one's heard De La Soul. Like, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know, yeah. Looking back on so many, like, teenage conversations around music, like, you're talking about who's the best. I, I remember having conversations with, like, proper guitarists in my school about who mm. the best guitar player of all time is. And I like, getting very heated about, like, mm. you know, uh, Hendrix and Jimmy Page and like you know artists like this and looking back mm. on it it's like I didn't have a fucking clue like yeah. how would I know who the best guitarist yeah like, totally how many songs have I listened to like I, I hadn't even listened to that many Led Zeppelin songs and I'm like weighing in heavily on who the best of all time is yeah yeah not a notion <laughs> 15 years old just yeah like... exactly exactly <laughs> no I know same with the, yeah exactly same with the, the whole like who's the best rapper of all time like yeah yeah totally yeah and it, it, yeah, it's, it, it just yeah, it really it really irritates me. You know, it happens. It happens. Yeah, now. yeah. I see it more and more with um with boxing is a big thing. I see it with every time there's a big fight, everyone in my office is like suddenly a boxing expert. Like, uh huh. Like, yeah. You you don't watch you you watch one fight every like three months when it comes around. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's always it's always the names you already know as well. Yeah. Like like you're saying, it's like you know, it's like Hendrix, it's like Page, it's like. Yeah. But there's so many people, session musicians or, or like or like old Motown musicians 100%. and stuff whose names names you wouldn't even know. Like one hundred percent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Idiots, <laughs> idiots. <man. Yeah. laughs> I definitely, I definitely look back on my teenage self. I'm like, oh fuck, I just want to. <laughs> like, I know, I know, I got bullied a lot, but now I want to go back in time and bully you even more. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's that's a hard thing to process. Looking back on all those times you were yeah. lead and be like, I deserved it. Yeah. I was the problem. <laughs> a little know-it-all. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Song three is a song from your introduction to music. So you went for "Bright Side of the Road" by Van Morrison. Yeah. 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 And like, um, I don't mind. I don't mind Van Morrison. I, I, I like Astral Weeks. I like that. Um, uh, the song that was in the. The Sopranos, Glad Tidings, like I really like that song. But this sure. song specifically, like obviously Bright Side of the Road, that's like the Van Morrison song, I think. But yeah. I just remember growing up when I was like really young, that's what my parents, like my parents would just play like Van Morrison's greatest hits on the CD player, on the stereo in the living room. And like most nights, I just remember having right. that on. Yeah. And it was like, um, that one really sticks with me because like I know my mom, my mom loved the Beach Boys. Okay. But it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily like pet sounds. It wasn't necessarily like Brian Wilson getting weird. It was like you know Kokomo and stuff and stuff like okay, that. Sure. Like earlier, earlier Beach Boys. Um, but I, I think both of them, because like, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you like what my dad really enjoyed listening to outside of this. Like, and I think this was like both of them really loved that that Van Morrison CD, and this song was like the hit, obviously. So right. yeah, just like that that song kind of defines my my childhood yeah. yeah yeah at least dinner times you know yeah okay yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. an uplifting song like listening to it when i when i was like building the playlist i was like oh no, this song i love this this is great <laughs> like puts you in a good mood like <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah i think it's um this and brown eyed girl would be the two yeah mega hits for yeah totally. for morrison um yeah yeah it's yeah, it's it, it is a great song. It's it's one of those that my my dad was a a big Van Morrison fan. Um, I think yeah, you know, being from Northern Ireland was legally obligated yeah. to yeah yeah to enjoy Van Morrison. Um, 
although it's you know we've we've been able to cut ties uh, with him more recently because uh, he's a nut job. Um, what is, I haven't I haven't I'm not up on the news. Can ah, you fill me in? Um, <laughs> his more recent, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> yeah, his more recent albums uh, are about um, like he's written full album about like uh, lockdown and being anti-vax and how the government oh is trying God. to uh, control you. He's got a song called "Why Are You on Facebook?" Um, yeah, he, he's just he's gone he's gone very Fox News. Um, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, that's. For that style of music as well, that's so. I could not tell you the style of music because I am not listening to it. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, but you think of Van Morrison, you think of like AM radio, like oh, and, <laughs> like yeah. Tame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't think of January Six, you know? <laughs> like exactly. they're not blasting Van Morrison at the at the Capitol riots. <laughs> like that's I mean, wild. It's, that's crazy. It's 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 definitely music for white people. So there might be. That's true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry, I, I didn't I didn't mean to. Uh, sorry that memory at all but um um, but no it it's 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 a great song it's a great song um yeah yeah i I, i'm i'm a big fan it's yeah as i said it's one of those ones that my dad listened to he's a he's a big fan and i think you know again looking at that sort of that teenage attitude i wasn't uh in any way interested in my dad's music for a long time because Mm, well because you know again i was a teenager and he tried very hard as well, which is which is off putting. Um, yeah, yeah, but doesn't yeah. make it cooler. Yeah, yeah, like he would he would come in and like and show me a like a nine minute video of Bruce Springsteen playing live. Like he'd try to put that on YouTube, and I was like, I'm not interested in this. Like I've got mm-hmm. MSN mm-hmm. Messenger pinging. Like I want to talk to my friends and yeah, like, just yeah. probably have a wank as soon as you leave. I am not. I don't want to yeah. watch this. Um. <laughs> But anyway, now, nowadays, if 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 someone found like a nine minute jam of the Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band or something, they're like, oh, yeah. watch this nine minute jam, I'd be like, oh he's, yeah, absolutely, he's great. He's great. <laughs> I'm he's putting sick. my phone down. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's amazing. But yeah, um, as a teenager, it's not it's not really. <laughs> no, it's not cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, but again, like Van Morrison is like um, amazing, and actually, like I've really come like come around to him more recently because he he has this sort of this style of music, and he has a lot of. Mm. You know, much more complex um, stuff as yeah. well, which is really, really yeah, interesting. like the like the psychedelic type yeah. stuff that he was doing early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's interesting. He's, he's very, very interesting. And then yeah, uh, and then there's a very clear point where you stop listening to Van Morrison and just leave it be in the past. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, it is it is a great song. Um, so this was this was you and your uh, sorry your your dad and your mum were on the same page. This is sort of like their, yeah, their common kind of music yeah yeah and like they they don't really talk much um i mean i could definitely ask but like i I have no idea what sort of significance it might have for them i don't know if they played this song at their wedding or anything like that i'm only just thinking of that now actually like right okay i'm one i'm wondering yeah yeah fair enough but um but yeah they at least they they always put it on the on the stereo like um during dinner and stuff like that yeah yeah that's lovely yeah excellent okay song four is a song that makes you happy so you went for a hug from a dinosaur by Torres. Yes, by Torres. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, like, I think uh, if you haven't listened to the song, uh, it's self-explanatory. It's like, it's very fun. It's great. Yeah. It's bizarre. I, I, I got to talk to her. I, I interviewed her for like an online um, 
magazine and this this song just because of the title and the lyrics i'm like what what are you on about <laughs> basically and she and she was like i don't know <laughs> and i Good. i like i, I like yeah that. yeah yeah it's great it's, it is like this weird like pop song that's like sounds like liz fair but it's like like these weird psychedelic lyrics that don't really make a lot of sense um, it's about so the whole album is kind of like about her and I think I think her girlfriend maybe her wife um, and and her wife's like this artist and uh, like like a visual artist a painter um, and and there's sort of like a lot of songs and so this song is about like her her partner painting and right. not wanting to take a break for lunch because she's so in the zone so okay. it's so it's Taurus's uh, uh, Mackenzie is her her real name is her role to make lunch and bring her lunch and make sure she eats. Okay, and it's just such a small like domestic thing that she's turned into this like, and it's like it's like this weird metaphor like the hug from a dinosaur. And so I was like trying to do some analysis of it, and it's like this like trying to get into the lyrics where it's like, and it's probably deeper than it needs to be because like I said, it's just like a lovely song with a good message and an upbeat melody and the little claps in the chorus. Yeah, like I love the clay. Like I can't help like every time I listen to it, I do that. Like I'm walking through my house, I'm like doing the claps. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, just like it really, it really is like a mood lifter. But um, I was talking to her about it and I'm like, Hug from a Dinosaur, is this song, like, is the metaphor Barney? Is it about Barney? Right. Barney the Dinosaur, Barney sure. and Friends. Yeah. Because it was like, Barney was this thing from our childhood and it was all about, um, like, it was all about love and platonic love and showing people that you care about them and like hugging each other and, and making sure people felt felt safe. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but but then like like the the avatar for that was this dinosaur, like this ancient like primeval creature. Yeah. And I was drawing the parallel between that and love being like the same thing that lives inside of us. It's just like a primal. Okay. It's like a, a primal emotion and like the, how it's like a, a a through line through our lives and it's a through line through generations and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And I was asking her about that and she was like. She's like, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I did some psychoanalysis of her, just like in a, in a music interview. Um, I know, and 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 she didn't really give like a definitive answer. Like, she wasn't like, oh, you've got it. Like, you cracked the code. Right. But um, I know it's like that. That's what I thought about whenever whenever I've thought about this song. It's like it's so bizarre to me, and and that kind of just makes me love it more. Like, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Which so for her is the hug from a dinosaur, just her, like her partner who's a bit grumpy because she's she doesn't know. Oh, That's why I said, is it Barney? Is it Barney? Is like Barney the metaphor? Like, like, is it like that care. that kind of feeling safe as a child kind of thing? And she was like, oh, I don't know. Like, it was a, oh, she said it was a dream. She had a dream. Oh, okay, right, okay. She is about a dream she had. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She's like she she like had a dream about getting a hug from a dinosaur. Right. Okay. But then, like, there was no necessarily like clear, um, immediate link to to how that links to how how she feels about her right. girlfriend. So okay. that's why I was like being trying to trying to go deeper, yeah, <laughs> deeper sure. with it. Wow. Okay, <laughs> interesting. It was a fun conversation. It was like I kind of I kind of appreciated that she was like I don't know it's just a dream like like I, that makes me like it more. Like honestly, it's, honestly, not, it's yeah. not. I'm I'm a big fan of that. Like I um uh I've written some music like very very limited um mm-hmm. but yeah i've written like i've written songs i've written lyrics and i i get so in my head about about lyrics i'm writing like it has to be for me it has to be an original thought it has to be about something mm-hmm. universal it has to 
be personal it has to be honest um yeah and i mean like that that is the style of like lyric writing that i do generally connect with um, yeah. when i'm listening to music i just don't have I don't, I don't really have that skill set personally yeah <laughs> um but then then i i hear stuff like 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 this or um mm. uh atomic by blondie is a really good example because that oh, is, yeah yeah that's a song where literally uh they when they were writing that song i uh, came up with those lyrics as something to fit the melody yes and then just yeah. said atomic is like modern and that's yeah. basically it that's how they came up with the lyrics so yeah. something like that or like hug from a dinosaur where it's just a dream and it's a bit of nonsense like i'm looking at like my lyric writing we're like what what's the point if, if other people can just like <laughs> yeah. put down a dream or just some random words and it or like yeah. bowie can take like something he's written and just like chop it up and throw it the, the decoupage ground. yeah yeah like <laughs> what is the point in trying um but like but i do really like that i i i, I like that sort of that that style of just having an idea and just going for it and just mm-hmm. getting yeah. it down getting it out there and then you know seeing what fits yeah. and it's a class song it, it is really really uplifting really upbeat it's so fun that whole i mean i love the whole album the, the album is like all all emotions like right. it's from from start to it's like happy sad and 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 like there's a few songs on it that are like really not i want i don't want to say depressing like they don't make me feel depressed but the the lyrics are pretty deep like right. pretty heavy and and again when i was talking to her i was so excited because like, i love i love her um she was like oh this is my hopeful album i'm like are you see like what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's true because I've, I've got her previous album and it is uh it's a downer <laughs> Right, okay. In the best way. Again, I love I love sad songs too, but yeah, yeah, yeah sure. she's she's amazing. I think she's a real real talent and um yeah, yeah, she's right. so so interesting. Yeah. All right, cool. Great. Uh all right, song 5 is a song that makes you sad. So yeah. you've gone for What Sarah Said by Death Cab for Cutie. Oh man. <laughs> like this album, like like Plans by Death Cab for Cutie, that's the that's the one for me. Um yeah for death cab at least and i don't know there's so many songs on it just because like the like early 20s as well when it came out like you know dealing with emotions and coming to terms with like mental illness and all that sort of stuff it's like True. like this this album is like full of just like so it's a roller coaster <laughs> you know yeah. um but this song in particular like that refrain at the end where it's like love is watching someone die i don't know it's just like yeah I can't, I can't break it out all the time because it really does weirdly affect me. Like, I don't really know what the song's about, but just like everything about it is is really, yeah, yeah, the, the exact opposite of of the previous song. It's like, yeah, it's tough and it's it's beautiful and and um, it's a really good song, obviously. But like, I just can't listen to it all mm-hmm. the time. Like, it's like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it hurts absolutely. like it actually hurts like <laughs> it does it does um yeah it's it, yeah i i think this this for me is, is like the definitive sad song um yeah i think there are other songs that make me more sad because they have like a a more personal connection um mm. so this isn't necessarily something that i've gone through or relate to that strongly but i really really feel it when i listen to it and i think it's yeah. the, i think it's the lyricism for me is like there are just certain 
certain phrases that he uses um that just it's just pure poetry um yeah yeah there's there's no comfort in the waiting room just nervous pacing waiting for bad news like it's just like yeah that's um and like just like little things he throws away like all the eyes on the ground it's just everything is just a like there's not a wasted word um yeah yeah lyrics and, and and everything is designed to just be tragic um, yeah <laughs> yeah like, every line yeah like, and the way the way the piano the way the piano yeah. kind of like so like everything's kind of feels like tentative as well yeah, yeah. in it i don't know yeah yeah there, there are certain songs i find that are like they're sad but there's a certain there like there's a hope in them like i, I always talk about frightened rabbit as like my definitive band yeah. for that like they are they talk about some very dark themes but like the the um lead singers always said that he, he tried to make you know everything hopeful or some some hint of hope in 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 that and yeah i find real comfort in that i find death cab for cutie and this album but this song in particular is just like someone like ripping part of you out and just leave yeah. it on the ground and then walking away yeah. and be like fuck you you deal with that yeah uh, it's just i i agree with that oh. yeah yeah <laughs> it, it is what one thing that's funny to me is like obviously death cab they're an emo band and everything yeah. and like they have so many songs about relationships and failed relationships and losing someone in that way and then to juxtapose it with like this song about death yeah is like and i think there's a little bit of that on this album but there's still that that um they are they are like the 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 poster child for like sad boy emo my girlfriend left me thing but then it's like no but then like how do you not have perspective when you listen to this stuff right right alongside it like does that not give you a bit bit more perspective and it's sort of like i don't know yeah 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 absolutely it's tough it's tough tough. (laughs) it's tough yeah i've 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 been i've been expecting this song a couple of times when i've seen this come through and it's just like yeah i kind of dread it to be honest because i know has anyone oh yeah because you have to listen to it (laughs) has anyone ever chosen that one before uh my maybe my, my friend nearly did um oh, okay. but then he uh i think he, he he went for it initially but then there's another song uh do you know friend rabbit do you know like the whole uh i'm not i'm not familiar with all their music i know i know he he passed away yeah is that right um, yeah yeah exactly but he he before he passed away he was in a band called master system which was him and his oh brother. yeah i like master system yeah. right and then it's the yeah. two brothers from the editors i believe um mm. uh so uh, if you if you know do you know the song bird is board of flying yeah i think i do yeah i think i do yeah yeah yeah. uh that is a song basically about him giving up shit yeah and it's this it's what a the, title yeah. god damn it yeah exactly it, it's it's about yeah he's um it, it's it's about his like his relationship with with fame and being who he is and and having no interest in, like didn't ask for it didn't want it uh yeah so god damn it yeah and, and frightened rabbit were like the the like the big band for us like the most important uh artist are they, us, are so. they, they're, they're irish are they scottish scottish yeah i thought so i thought yeah. they might have been from Glasgow. Um, yeah uh so yeah we so we've like seen them countless times and yeah got through a lot of difficult times right. with them so yeah like as i say a lot of their music is quite hopeful in a way but this is this is a song that he's written and you just you can just feel the weight of it and especially in the context of everything that happened it is it's very very rough um brutal so yeah um 
Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's, hey, it's on the list. Yeah, exactly. That's a good. That's a good reason to be sad. It's, yeah, it's, it's, such, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Um, all right, we'll move on then. Song six cool. is a song to relax to. So yes, uh, your the song palate is, cleanser. Yeah, absolutely. So you go for this. Is, this must be the place. Uh, we're talking hits. Yeah, I just like I used to just always put this song on in the morning because I, I have trouble. I have trouble getting up. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I have trouble going to bed. And I have trouble getting up. And this song is just like, I don't think there's much to it. I think I think people put more. Um. They give Talking Heads more weight than they really need to. I think I don't think they are the be all and end all of sort of like new wave avant garde music. I just think they they have some great songs. Right. And they have mm-hmm. some awful songs as well <laughs> but this song this song is one of the great ones i don't like like the 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 subtitle is naive melody you know like it's right there in the title right and it's sure. just like i think it's just it's just easy it's just very pretty um yeah yeah it's just it's just a chill song it, like it it literally just relaxes me i like i like having it on in the morning and and yeah not not having to think too hard but having it there it's, it's like yeah like a little little cup of tea i think this song yeah yeah it's nice it is it's a nice little comfort i think yeah. i think actually um you said in the context of the list but it is quite a nice palate cleanser in a lot of ways as well it is yeah totally like, yeah yeah it, uh, it'll get you from from one mood to another um yeah absolutely which is, which is quite nice um it never it's like what i i think what i like about what i find relaxing is it's like pretty constant like there's not a lot of dynamics in it yeah sure which sometimes, and, and I like that type of music. Like, I like music that is just sort of like, I mean, you know, you can look at this list and be like, you like all types of music, I guess. But like, sure. like sometimes just having something that's like, um, it's not monotonous, obviously, but like, it's just like at, at, at a level and it keeps you there. Mm. And it's sort of like, like it could, like this song could be three minutes or it could be 10 minutes and it would sort of be. Yeah the same it'll give you the same feeling like i probably could listen to like an extended mix of this song like yeah and just like sit with it and and that's what i really like about it like, yeah it, get, it gets me in the zone yeah i don't think i'd notice if if someone if someone replaced this with the 10 minute version of the song i don't think i'd notice i think yeah I mean, exactly yeah i just i would just be i think i think you zone out a little bit sometimes when i listen to this and yeah. Then, yeah yeah if it was 10 minute song it just like it would get to the end of it like ah yeah i'm, I'm here now um yeah <laughs> yeah so you said to to get up so do you do you have to relax yourself awake yeah a little bit like like i've got a morning playlist right <laughs> and okay. this is this is on my morning playlist yeah right. yeah yeah okay. um just to sort of like yeah just like get out of bed like it's and it's not it's not really like it's not like a depression thing it's like a it's more of a physical thing it's right. like okay. come up like you know even even if i've had like eight hours sleep like i'm just like get up like god <laughs> So, so I think I think like um, being a freelancer now as well is is like it's much easier to continue make like just ten more minutes just and then another ten minutes and and stuff like that and then sure yeah yeah behind on my day all of a sudden <laughs> fair enough oh, okay grand yeah all right cool yeah uh, song seven is a song from your preteen years so oh yeah your song is everything to everyone by Everclear yeah this is um. Uh, this band has like stuck oh this out al- this album particularly um has really stuck i still i still really enjoy it um mm-hmm. even what if i'm 37 now like 
like 25 years later you know sure like um i really yeah i just i just really like it and this song this song was the the lead single off it as well so like like it was played on on the commercial radio that that we listened to in the car and i, I heard it and i was like what's this and it was like and it was before all that all that like it was before limp Bizkit, it was before corn it was before all that stuff and right. i was just sort of like like i was a child and i was like what the hell is this like <laughs> um sure. And it's really, really stuck with me. And I really like this type of music. And I think it's like, uh, it's definitely a time in history. It's like that post Pixies, po- like, yeah, I don't know. It's like this weird mix of stuff, but they mm. still, at least on this album, I feel like they still sounded like their own thing as well. Like, sure. like it was a weird mix of grunge and pop and like um, post-punk stuff, I guess. Um, but it still had this like really like weirdly California Mm-hmm. sound to it right um that's what i yeah that's what i always got from them yeah i don't know it was like so so familiar yet like still somehow like quite singular mm-hmm. and there's something about like the lead singer i know he's like an, an ex-drug addict and stuff and i think that i know that's like a common story for a lot of bands but it always gives gives a band some sort of f- flavor especially if they're writing like pop songs like there's this person who's been through like horrible stuff in their lives and now they're writing like these sugary pop songs and it's like sure with like you know pretty brutal lyrics like in this song it's like yeah you know like like you're your own worst enemy basically is what this song is like yeah yeah i don't know yeah i don't know there's something about it like like the weird juxtaposition of of styles and then also like lyrics to to the mood of the music all that sort of stuff is i think that's what attracted me to it um even even when i was a kid Mm. yeah yeah, it's what I think the the opening lyrics for me when I was listening to it, I was yeah. I was a little on edge when I st- when I first started listening because I I felt it it sounded like something that like someone who's uh, like very right wing nowadays would write about like, yeah right about the woke left you know sure. <laughs> yeah I didn't even think about that that's, <laughs> that's pretty funny that's a funny context to put it in yes yeah, so I was listening to it going ooh. Um, but no, I yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 scathing in in at at the right kind of level. I think it's uh, it's um, dismissive without being like overtly cruel. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, scathing is scathing is correct. It's, it is a little bit like spiteful, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which it which I find okay in music for some reason uh, yeah, like no, like sometimes it's fine it's fine like yeah yeah I, yeah i like a diss track you know like it's sure. like yeah you get, you get to be you get like i think i think being childish in lyrics is okay because music is about emotion and 100 childish emotions are real and it doesn't I, I i that's something i learned like like lyrics don't have to be a manifesto much like much like jokes don't have to be a manifesto yeah they, they just have to express some part of yourself even if it's not a constant part yeah yeah i yeah, yeah. i I've, I've had this conversation before but yeah i think because i was talking about um i think it was i think it was willow i was talking about will smith's daughter oh um, yeah sure yeah uh some transparent soul which is like very angsty but like like lyrically very immature um yeah and I was sort of talking about that, and then we, we were talking about how basically how boring music would be if everything was heavily caveated and polite, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, totally. If every every other lyric was 
but I can see why people would maybe disagree with me or or, or think the opposite. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, the, and this this situation doesn't apply to everyone. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it would be it would be very very boring if it was if it was like that. But yeah, this 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 the song is a lot of fun. I, I do I like I like that energy. I like that sort of. Um, and it's catchy. It's got that hook. It opens with that like the guitar hook, and it's just like yeah. Yeah, like as as a preteen, I was like, I want to learn how to play this on guitar. Yeah, I I I, yeah. I immediately recognized what you meant when you said Pixies. Um, that mm, opening yeah. is is like that kind of high end is very very sort of Pixies vibe. Yeah. Um, well, I think actually, like thinking about it, like these guys would have been like like Nirvana were a Xerox of Pixies. I think Everclear are a bit of a Xerox of Nirvana. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like if 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 you want to be historical about it, I guess yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's like a copy of a copy, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a lot of fun though. I really, really like. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Song eight is a cover, so you went mm-hmm. for "In Bloom" by Thy. Yes. Um, I really like cover songs. Um, I think the reason I chose this one. Oh, no, yeah, like any cover, I'll I'll listen to it. Like especially if it's like um, genre disparate, you know what I mean. Like if it's yeah, 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 I love I love like sort of hardcore and punk covers of like pop songs. Just just not even I just want to hear it. Like I just want to see what's going on. But um, in bloom is so heavily covered, right? By like so many bands, and there it's just such a good song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that every single cover just like hits it. So um. I was kind of trying to choose between this one, Thou, and um, a band called Torch, who also covered in Bloom. Okay, because they both they both um, they're both like very heavy bands, and they just like bring bring this power to to an already like very powerful song, like just that huge right. riff like in the chorus. I don't know, I love it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, ch- I ended up choosing Thou because they're a bit they're a bit crustier, they're a bit bit dirtier, mm. muddier. Um, and I like, um, I really like the vocalist on this because they've obviously, they like, like she's not their normal vocalist, but I, I really like the female vocals for this song. Okay. Right. Okay. I think, I think that's why I think it was just like overall, like it was a more interesting cover. Yeah. 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 And then having, having their, their main vocalist like come in in the chorus with like the, the screams in the background. I, I know. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's not, it's not a, a genre that I know here trying to bite, but, um, yeah, I I already feel like In Bloom is a very heavy going song, uh, and this yeah, is just yeah. like an an extra level of depth and weight to it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a sledgehammer. Like like it's so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you really sort of have to trudge through it. I think it's um yeah yeah it's 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 a lot. Um, but again, for for being a a genre that I don't um listen to a huge amount it wasn't i got came around to in a big way mm. um took me a few lessons to to appreciate it i think i i, mm. I always talk about like heavy metal is like um and i'm using heavy metal as a very very broad term because i don't sure, know yeah. the, the what actual genres are um yeah but uh i always compare it to like uh any acquired taste but i think whiskey is quite a good analogy because what initially hits you when you have whiskey for the first time or like first time in a long time is the like pure alcohol or if it's a scotch you get yeah. like just peat and it's just like yeah it just burns and then 
once you get past that that's when you get to like the depth of flavor and you start to appreciate it and the more you drink the more familiar you get with it i think like yeah, totally. metal for me is very like that like all i can feel is sort of like all i'm hearing is noise it's just like yeah sure uh, or like with, and... yeah or like with ghost bath it's just like why is he screaming that like I, it makes me sad um yeah and then you can sort of get through it and then you can feel like you can like appreciate the the melody a little bit more and the, yeah, the complexities sure, yeah. and everything else going on with it um so yeah like it's a it's a it's a, it's a hardcore one for sure for me but um but no i did really enjoy yeah. it definitely yeah it's they're they're a weird band because like yeah like they're this um I forget where they're from. I think they're from the south. I think they might be from New Orleans. I could be totally wrong on that. But um, so they're like this weird mix of genres. So like you've got that sort of sludge metal, like swamp metal type vibe. But then like they've done, they did a full cover of Nirvana songs, um, right. album of album of Nirvana songs. They cover like Shellac. They cover um, Black Sabbath. They like all these all these weird bands they covered Alice in Chains like so they've got this like weird grunge influence as well as this like sludge metal influence and then like this really sort of um like folky side okay to sure. it. like they did they did an album that was like a lot of acoustic sort of like um or I don't want to say like gospel songs but like that sort of southern USA I don't know it was they're, they're an interesting band like like yeah they've got they're very prolific as well <laughs> mm. yeah they've got heaps of albums excellent yeah okay Song nine is a song you sing at karaoke. Yeah, so you're going for Fleetwood Mac. Go your own way. Yeah, basic bitch. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to think, like, like, because I've made the mistake at karaoke. You think a song's going to be good for karaoke, and then you get halfway through it, and you're like, "God damn, I wish this was over." Okay, sure. Like I've done that. I've done that with the Talking Head song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before where it's like, this is, this is not a karaoke song, but I think, um, <laughs> go your own way is always reliable. You can do it as a duet. Yeah. You can do sure. it with your mate, you know, or you can do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets into it. It's got the, it's got the guitar solo. So you get, you get a like air guitar moment. I don't know. Like, okay. I love it. I love, I mean, I think it's a great song regardless, but I think for karaoke, I think that would be, that would be, have to be my choice. I think that's the best choice. Yeah. Okay. It's a crowd play, like you know, it's a performance, you know. So it's like you got to choose something that everyone's going to get into. I think. Yeah, big time, big time. For for me with karaoke, a guitar solo is my worst nightmare because I'm not doing air guitar. That's like that that. Oh really? Yeah. Any if there's an instrumental that is that that is my time to stand awkwardly and have a sip of my drink if I have it. Uh, I am not. I'm not a performer. So, so if that, I'm, that if I'm doing karaoke, I'm <laughs> I'm usually already like. <laughs> pretty far right. gone okay so i'm yeah. like yeah air guitar that's fine sure sure um yeah okay i can i can see that i can see that i think it would need to be a duet for me i think i would i would need to rely on someone else because i think the, the joy the joy of this song obviously is like the the tension between the two um yeah yeah uh which yeah i think you could you could play up quite nicely yeah yeah, yeah. definitely yeah um but yeah like it's yeah solid choice um yeah, I, I can see Talking Heads being a difficult one to to get a crowd with, uh, crowd on board I think I, with. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We're just like it was just friends, and we we're like, yeah, that's a good one. And then we like exactly what I said. Like we got halfway through it and was like, um, it was once in a lifetime. That's right. Right. Okay. And it's like, oh yeah, this will be fun. And then it's like so repetitive, and you don't really realize it. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Brought the night down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but like, yeah, I go in like good, good course. Like you've got a lot mm-hmm. to. A lot to like about it, so 
yeah solid choice um yeah all right song 10 is a song that reminds you of a specific place mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you went for arrows so you work yep. on a smell this band is um at least when i was when i was playing in bands arrows were the quintessential brisbane band so i grew up in brisbane okay. uh queensland yeah i live in sydney now but um arrows were like this uh this emo band, and when I say emo, I don't mean like My Chemical Romance. I mean like '90s emo, like, right. um, yeah, yeah, like old school <laughs> emo, okay. right? Uh, band. Um, and they this song in particular, we had a venue in Brisbane called Fat Louis, okay, which was which was a karaoke bar. Um, and so it was upstairs in the city. Um, but they had this showroom. Um, so so it was all like karaoke booths, right? Um, down the hallways but like when you go up to where the main bar is um there was a big showroom as well and so we'd always have like punk shows there okay and it's a small room arrows would always play there it was them and this other band called gift horse um and it was just like that was my experience of like being in the diy scene in brisbane like just going going to those types of gigs and this song like just when it um when it has that break at the end and it's just like the piano like the piano lead at the end and it just like gets so heavy mm. it's just like like I don't know I love the tension like the build up of the song when they played it live it's like everyone's singing along this whole song like yeah, like I forget how long it is but it's like quite a long lead up and then it gets really quiet and then it just like hits and it was just like yeah. it just reminds me of like that that place and that time in my life and it's just like yeah going back to it because like, like like they're good they're, they're tough questions and like I wanted to make sure I was choosing good ones and like as soon as I put this on I was like oh yeah I'm no I'm back there I'm back at Fat Louis right now <laughs> I'm 25 I'm like yeah <laughs> excellent so yeah. much fun I didn't even drink back then but everybody else did at an Arrows gig like everybody right. was <laughs> <laughs> hammered <laughs> yeah I I can I can I can see that being a, a popular one live um, yeah especially because like this I mean, it makes sense that they're a Brisbane band because it feels like a very Australian thing to to use the lyric "the he's an arsehole. he's an arsehole as the as the pit call kind of yeah. like <laughs> yeah, and then everything goes mad like uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, class. Also, like I've never heard a, a song opening with a description of uh, someone's eyebrows. That's yeah, a, that's a new yeah. one for me. <laughs> it's like the first yeah, time I yeah. heard that. It's like. You sure you, you want to start with eyebrows? Is like the <laughs> the thing you're going to start complimenting someone with. That's it's usually eyes, isn't it? It's usually like yeah, you know, the window yeah, to the yeah, soul, yeah. not the <laughs> I don't know window ledges. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, the sh- the shadows. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> the shadows of the soul. Um, yeah, yeah, strange one. But yeah, class song. Really, really liked it. Um, yeah, how'd you go with the accent? Yeah, fine fine yeah fine yeah. yeah yeah i think i think americans more hate the australian accent than than oh, british yeah. and and irish people yeah 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 well they're decades aren't they um <laughs> but now it's um uh, <laughs> i'll cut that um an <laughs> entire country um yeah i could say it's a bit of a meme to hit on the australian accent now isn't it the, the sort of narrow i guess so thing. yeah yeah, yeah. So no, <laughs> uh, so no I'm, I'm 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 okay with it. I'm I'm, I'm alright. Um, I spent a bit of time in um, 
New Zealand and Australia when I was when I was eighteen. I went travelling for a bit. I did the the classic backpacking thing of going from Sydney to Cairns. Um, oh, cool! And yeah, there's the. I remember talking to a lot of Australians and, and Kiwis about the about the accent because there's that famous um, episode of uh, Flight of the Concords where yep. um, Aziz Ansari is racially abusing uh, yep. the two of them because he thinks they're Australian. He thinks they're Australian. Yeah, and then I remember, I remember that line that Jermaine Clement says. It's like their accents are completely different. They're like, "Where's the car?" and we're like, "Where's the car?" Yeah, and I always said that to people. Like, I, I, I always brought that up when I was talking about the accents. I remember yeah, meeting yeah. someone who was Australian, uh, who was um, no, they were Kiwi, and they said, "No, it's more like we say, where's the car?'" and Australians say, "Where's the fucking car? You fucking cunt!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the more I spoke to Australians, the more I was like, actually, fair enough. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I was I was I was okay with the accent. It uh, yeah, it um, it was grand. But it's a, it's a great song, and yeah, I, I when I was when I was at university, especially, and 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 around that sort of time, I spent a lot of time uh, in the local music scene, like going to see you go see a band and then that support act is playing the, the following week and you go and see them and yeah uh yeah it's yeah it's it's a uh, it was a b- big part of my life then and, and yeah there's a, there's a few songs that take me right back to certain bars yeah. as well it's it's yeah totally it's a class thing it's a really really important thing and it's it's a it's a can be a difficult thing to get back into and, and try to like work out what kind of bands you like um yeah yeah it's it's another for me that's like a a different life like yeah. sometimes it feels like it happened to someone else because mm-hmm. i'm just not in that anymore but yeah. um but yeah listening to that song it was like it, it like i guess like because you change so much and it's sort of like oh if i was back there now would i be friends with the same people would i enjoy it to the same extent but like right uh i mean i can speak for this song like it was it was a good it was it was nice you know yeah. it was good to listen to it and and feel that yeah 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 excellent all right another song... spiteful song as well yeah big time <laughs> pretty pretty spiteful <laughs> yeah which we like we like it yeah um all right song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person so you went for if you wanna by the vaccines yes yeah. yeah so um i don't really know much about this band i think they're from england i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure um but this album um basically basically the person this reminds me of is my uh, probably best friend in the world. Uh, her name's Grace. I won't dox her um, completely, but um, yeah. So she's she's a friend from Brisbane. Um, we met uh, through uni, um, where we were both we were both doing like a writing degree, um, and we dated for a little while, and it didn't work out. But since then, we've just like stayed really really good friends, mm-hmm. and like. Like her and and her boyfriend always come down here. They stay with us and yeah yeah. And she um she introduced me to this band. So um it could have been it could have been any song off this album. I think this is just the song that's most like fun. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was just like yeah yeah. Okay. Just was reminds it, me of her. Excellent. Was yeah. it a was it a deliberate thing? Do you remember her introducing you to the band, or is it just sort of just through yeah. listening to music yeah. with her? No, no, no! It was hers. It was hers. She she showed me the band. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just like that Britpop kind of, but a bit more, bit more nitro, I guess. Than yeah. Than yeah. your standard Britpop. I don't know. Yeah, I really liked it. All right. Perfect. 
Yeah. And I still come back to it. It's kind of similar to Everclear, I guess. Like, I still come back to, to this album and, like, it's a bit of a nostalgia thing. But um, mm. I think, I think it, it's good in its own right as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love the lyrics of the song. I think, I think the lyrics are so funny. Yes. It's, it's really, really good. I really, really like the lyrics of this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know, I know, I can't remember the exact lyrics, but it's like, oh, I know I have to get up and move on. But the, see, the thing is, I don't want to. Like, yeah. Like, I just think that's so funny. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> half, it's, uh, I want to line a bit, but I have to face the day. That's what all the friends. That's what all the friends who aren't as good as you say. Yeah. 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 Who I don't, who I don't yeah, like as much as you. Like yeah. As much yeah. As you say. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. When, when I, when it clicked for me, what, what it was on about, it's, just, it is, it is so funny. And it's, 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 it's such a, good sentiment as well i don't know if this was the intention but i i really felt that like sometimes when you're going through something or you're just whinging about something Mm. you don't want your mate to turn around and give you the good advice like yeah yeah the the, mature healthy thing (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) like that's not what i'm asking or like the sort of the the other side of the coin the other perspective to try and like yeah, you know, yeah. calm you down <laughs> i don't want that i want to fucking wait. i want to i want to cry until yeah like everything i want to be a back. slug yeah i want to be a slug to, yeah i want everything to go back to normal <laughs> i want everything to magically fix itself yeah i want yeah. to lie in bed i want to do nothing i want to make unhealthy choices and i want you to yeah. support me um <laughs> So yeah, like I don't know if that's deliberate yeah. of that sentiment, but I really, really felt that. I think that yeah, yeah. Sometimes I just I think wanna, um just want to whinge. Yeah, I think saying that that's like definitely like um our shared sense of humor as well. I think me and right. me and Grace, it's sort of like that that um tragedy can be very funny. Like right, sure. <laughs> yeah. even even like when um with my my own comedy um you know like uh, she'll come see me do comedy or whatever, and I'll talk to her afterwards, and it's like. Like, she said this thing once where it's, like, you know, you're trying to talk about, like, make jokes out of, like, the tough times in your life or whatever. And she's, like, I, what I don't understand with comedy audiences sometimes is how adverse they are to looking at, um, oh, what did she, how did she say it? Like, mundane tragedy? Like, like everyday shit, basically? Like, sure. Because bad things happen every day. It's not, like, this big traumatic thing, necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She just said that to me. And it's, like, oh, yeah, we get, we get each other. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> There's something there's something really really special as well about that's why I asked if it was a deliberate introduction because I think it's one thing like having a similar taste and just sort of like through osmosis just like you know absorbing what other people are into around you but there's something really really special about someone knowing you well enough to say here's an artist or here's a song that I think based on how what I know about you that you will love and yeah then you, and then you love th- it that's that's yeah, so totally. special yeah. thing. I think for her, even it was like, I, and I, I would actually argue this kind of makes it like a little bit more, but it was just instinctual for her. It wasn't even that like calculated. It was just like, no, I know. Yeah, oh, exactly. I love this band. Instinctually, I think that y- you will like that. Yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice to, to have that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. Perfect. Uh, song 12 is a song that motivates you. So you went for mm-hmm. Dance Yourself Clean uh, yeah. by LCD Sound System. Yeah, and specifically the live version. The live version, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I know that they have since come back, but like having this be the last, like the opening song at their, for all intents and purposes, their last concert is such a huge, I don't know. It's just like, again, like I love that build up. I like, and I love knowing what's coming. Oh, man. Yeah. That really motivates me. And then when it hits, it's just like, 
like a huge release. I don't know, like, uh, man. And then like having having it be that that last concert. Well, you know, obviously not, but um, yeah, that Madison Square Garden concert. I don't know. It's just something about it is like it feels huge. Like I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I love it so much. And then like when it, you know you hear him walk out on stage, you hear the crowd go mental when James Murphy. The American Gerard Depardieu walks out on stage. It's like, yeah. yeah, oh my god, yeah. I don't know. It's just like that's that's kind of all I can say about. It. It's just like, oh my god, like, yeah. yeah. I yeah. it is it's unbelievable. Um, I hadn't heard this version. I'd, um, I've heard a little bit of LCD Sound System, and I've heard this song, but not the live version. Um, and my god, it's good. I. It's so good. So excited for it. Do you know? Do you know what I really, really love about it? Like, I, I love live music. Um, mm, yeah. But I don't tend to really connect with recordings of live music because I don't think I, I just like typically I like to I, I like to know what the song is. I don't really like to uh-huh. sort of the. I I love going to live music and seeing like someone mix something up, but. That's yes. not necessarily yes. what I want when I'm listening to the studio version, if you get me. Yeah, um, sure. Yep. And I also think that the crowd interactions don't always necessarily come across the right way. It's very difficult to get that leveled off in the right way Yep. Um, for uh-huh. a, a live recording. The the moment for me, for this, that like I absolutely love and I keep listening back to is the fraction of a second just before the drums come in yeah because like, yeah. obviously there's there's like the, the the big moment where everything kicks in and the crowd go yeah. nuts but uh do you watch a lot of sport or any sport not really no okay this is not what shows about watch. sport <laughs> no it might, it, might, it might i'm i'm so <laughs> i'm appreciative <laughs> so there's there's, there's there's something like i'm a big football fan or soccer in in, in australia uh, yeah. um what I love about what something I really like doing actually is watching goals back, but without the commentary. Because the thing that really excites me is there's a there's a moment just before a ball is struck, before a goal is scored, where the crowd knows that something's about to happen or thinks something's mm-hmm. about to happen, and you can hear a collective like there's a there's a few, but you can hear like like seventy thousand grown men going, "Come on." just before the yeah. there's a moment just before the drums come in where you can hear you can feel this crackle of anticipation because uh-huh, uh-huh. everyone knows what's about to happen and it's about yeah, yeah, to be yeah. fucking mental epic. it's about <laughs> yeah. to go off and you can hear it yeah. just before the drums come in oh my god it like it feeds my soul it's yeah. so good like, I, it's motivating yeah it really is it really i i've i've listened to this song so many times and i i i feel like i'm cheating a little bit when i go back to you know uh, four minutes and 25 seconds so i can hear that <laughs> yeah. exact moment because yeah, totally. i do think that you have to earn it sometimes i think you have to listen to the entire song to that's really what that's kind of what it. i like about it oh, yeah 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 man it's so good like i've 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 not I've not felt a sort of visceral feeling of joy listening to a song like this in a long time. My God, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, I think I think the other thing, like what you're saying about sort of like the live version versus recorded versions, like obviously LCD sound system, they're sort of they bridge this like 
uh, gap between like electronic music and 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 rock music, I guess. Yeah. Um, sure. And then like their their records are so well produced and and um, sort of you can listen to them like a dance album. And then, but then, like it just trant like live and on such a massive scale at Madison Square Garden, it just like oh, you're you're the Rolling Stones, yeah, you know, yeah, like like you're not you're not a DJ or you're not a producer, like you are a massive band, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's epic. just yeah, it, like you said, it's just epic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big fan. Um, all right, song thirteen is a song that someone introduced you to. So you went yes. for pictures of you by the cure. Yes. So I was um I would have been eighteen or nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um so two thousand uh I think like two thousand four, I reckon. Um could have been later, could have, yeah, but you know, around that time, uh mid two thousands. And I was uh dating this girl, um, and she was uh Canadian. Um, and her parents had split up and her dad had come over, um, to visit from, from, I think he lived in Boston at that point. That's, this is all details. Um, and so we were, uh, so I went with them, uh, up to the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, um, just to hang out, um, with my girlfriend and, and her family. And in the car, he was playing, um, playing this album and, and this song specifically. And just the way he talked about it, he was like, the drums don't change. He's like, listen to it. The drums don't change. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, the drums really don't change. <laughs> and I was like that same thing I was saying before where it's like, I love that that style of music sometimes where it's just r- repetition. Right. And there's something meditative about it. And like, I think this is what got me into The Cure properly. Mm. Like it made me, made me do more deep dives and like, like search out other songs. So, so from here it was like, it was pictures of you. Then it was a forest. Then it was like, yeah. Yeah. So like, it wasn't just Friday. I'm in love. It wasn't just boys don't cry. It was like, yeah, the more challenging. So, and I still love the cure. Like, like pornography is one of my favorite albums. I've got it on vinyl. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 But this was, this was the start and he, he, he showed it to me and I was like, fuck, this is, this is like when you, when you give it a active, listen like like band like it's the cure like everyone knows the cure i wasn't like oh i'd never heard of the cure before but then he was like no listen mm-hmm. and just gives this other level of depth to what they were doing yeah 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 excellent that makes a lot of sense i, I hadn't i hadn't considered the drums but um it does make a lot of sense like now that you've said yeah. that and it is i did feel like it was quite a meditative song yeah but i hadn't really put my finger on why so yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense. Actually, not dissimilar to um a lot of uh, um a lot of what I like about LCD Sound System. Um, they have True. similar yeah. similar sort of themes of like there there are certain because there's, there's the piano and all my friends yeah, the, the, yeah. like it's just like it it goes throughout the entire thing and that's the thing yeah, that totally. like I think you're I was watching a video recently where someone was talking about like when you're listening to music if you listen to music for long enough your brain waves actually sync up with the music that you're listening to right so, right, right. Uh, and I think I think what he was the point he was making is basically it takes about 10 minutes for that to happen sure. for you to really sort of connect with it so he was sort of the point he was making about is about your attention span and like really sort of taking time to focus yeah. on something but it does make sense that if there's something that your brain almost subconsciously latches onto, like a drum beat, that it remains the same and sort of, you know, keeps you in the flow of things, that it does get quite, quite meditative. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll need I'll need to listen to it again with that with that in mind. 
it's um it's restraint as well i think like um mm. and i think i think the reason that's like a emphasis for me is because coming from hardcore coming from metal it's all like fast short like how uh technical can we make this how how crazy can we make this and then sort of like getting i mean even though like i was quite young when i heard this but i i don't know like i guess i didn't think about it more until i was until i was like a little bit older right going to that type of music and just be like no just be patient Mm. just play like especially playing it's like it's kind of a hard sell sometimes to be like no just play the same thing Mm. for Mm -hmm. eight minutes yeah just play the same thing and they're like oh it's not but it's not hard it's not interesting i'm like no but it is like it's so yeah like if you can just like get in that that groove and like get in that like yeah yeah that cycle and that wavelength or whatever it's like I love like my sort of like the last band I did was very much like around it's just like let's just take our time mm-hmm. with this like let's just repeat let's just do this and like I I I can't speak for the other members but I I loved just sitting in it and just like not having to yeah 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 I think I think you get a lot of grace for that especially when you play it live as well I think that's something yeah, that people can really sort of um a live audience will 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 give you that time and will go on that journey with you yeah yeah absolutely okay uh song 14 is a song you mm-hmm. didn't expect to like so mm-hmm. you went for taylor swift the archer yeah love it i love it this album I actually love her the again i keep talking about the albums um hopefully not more than songs but um this for me is the taylor swift album right lover like like the it's like belinda carlisle it's like 80s pop it's little bit of the more like poppy Fleetwood Mac stuff but this song I just love how downplayed it is again like restraint it's just like soft never really like busts out at all it kind of has like that that slight build towards the towards the end I don't know yeah yeah it's just sort of like not mm, like it sounds kind of um elitist and I don't mean it like that I guess it's just that Taylor Swift is such a pop icon right and so, and I know, I know that she is, I understand that people who are her fans of her are like, no, no, she's like it's this amazing songwriter, et cetera, et cetera. But I think if you're not familiar with her going into this and being like, I was surprised at how, at the depth of it, basically. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. Man, like, like what, what you were saying earlier, like it's still pop music. Like the lyrics are still pop. Like it's a pop song. Yeah. But there's so much more to it than just that. Like. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I, th- I, I. I think my thing with Taylor Swift is that the the timing was off for me with getting into Taylor Swift in that when mm-hmm. when she was becoming very very popular was like was me peak up my ass like you know uh, <laughs> I like I, I I've said this before but uh, Romeo and Juliet by Taylor Swift was oh yeah sure was an actual guilty pleasure for me in that oh, i liked right. that song but i felt physical guilt listening to it i felt yeah. shame for enjoying that song which is you going out hiding crazy. in the bathroom with your headphones on <laughs> honestly yeah like like if, if like i i genuinely i would listen to it in school and i would have the volume down slightly further in case anyone heard what was bleeding through oh, on, my, on my earphones like yeah nuts um but I also think that I also think that her songwriting, especially musically, has 
obviously you know given that she started off so young there's so much more depth to it as she's gone on like she's like it's just yeah it's it's just grown legs she's just like she's phenomenal but it's just just getting better and better and better um yeah so yeah i i yeah i think there would there are definitely certain songs and certain albums that i've listened to of, of taylor swift's that i i felt that sort of surprise as well and it's yeah, yeah. potentially a little unfair um given that she's a high i think she gets maligned a little bit just because of she's a charting artist you know she's a top 40 artist like that's I, just what she is and and so yeah. i think people do write her off but then like she's fine you know like she's yeah <laughs> she's a yeah. millionaire musician but yeah yeah no exactly yeah yeah i think she's also i think she's also very unapologetic in the way that she uh approaches her art and approaches like being a woman in the industry yeah. as well which i think rubs people up the wrong way as well i think that sure makes it, i think that makes it tricky for her. um but yeah no i'm i yeah i think this is a beautiful song and again this is this is like this is a sort of soul led bear kind of songwriting yeah that, um uh and i i don't i didn't i didn't really look into what the what the lyrics are about but it, it felt to me that that like that sort of it felt to me like her talking about how she's seen in the media in terms of like her relationships and stuff like you know who yeah would, sure who would ever leave me darling but who could stay like yeah you know, yeah that, i've been the archer i've been the that, prey yeah yeah, yeah like... so that, that's sort of like that public perception versus you know kind of vil- villain victim complex yeah, sort of exactly. thing like yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah i was just looking up the lyrics actually like yeah yeah and i think i think maybe part of what i get from it is like um the difficulty of sustaining a relationship with that outside scrutiny as well sure because like like there's more scrutiny and this is probably part of like uh being a woman in the industry as well i i mean i wouldn't know but like most of the scrutiny isn't about her art it's about taylor swift scene with this person or taylor swift scene with that person or Big time. this breakup etc and it's kind of like well how do i sustain how do i find a meaningful relationship when that's already kind of pre preempting anything i get into yeah definitely yeah yeah um i don't know i always i always wanted to cover this song um i just think it's like yeah like like you said like the lyrics are sort of like yeah exactly it's like her soul (laughs) i just think it's so again it's like kind of another brutal song i just think it would have been really fun to do like a maybe like a like a more guitar based or heavier version of it but still keep it like keeping it what it what it was like like it is that sort of like sustained restrained even um yeah uh sort of musicality all the way through but um yeah. there's a tension it's it's the tension of it it's the tension of the the song that really like pulls me in i think yeah mm. yeah Big time. like you're waiting for something to happen yeah absolutely. absolutely yeah um yeah all right perfect uh song 15 is a yes. song you think everyone should listen to so you've <sighs> gone for hunting the wren by lankham yes how um you're irish yes 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 how familiar are you with like irish folk music uh not as familiar as i'd like to be i felt right. a deep yeah, same, sense of, same. <laughs> i felt a deep sense of shame um when uh i was heavily schooled on irish folk music by michelle brazier um who oh really is she is she into it big time big time oh crazy and, yeah and obviously an, an australian comedian and yeah knew 
much much more about Irish folk music than me so yeah I've, I've i've tried to get into it more recently but yeah i'm, I'm yeah i'm well off it well these, these guys have taught me basically right. this has been like an educational <laughs> sure. okay. um i don't know i got into them because do you know roadburn um festival in europe so it's a big it's a big like um it's a it's quite a big festival but it's all like uh i guess you'd say extreme music okay. I guess and so it's like not any one genre but like you do get your ghost baths but you also get um, bands like Lancome Um, and so they do a playlist because it's a curated festival so the curator makes a playlist and that's how I discovered Lancome that's how I discovered this song and I didn't I really didn't get it at first sure I really didn't get it at first but then like the more I listened to it and there's just something about it just the darkness um, not just this song but the other songs and I would go I went to the album listen to the whole album i just got hooked and i got hooked on them as people and ian lynch who is the um uh he's he's not like the front man because like the 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 front woman is rady pete and she's um she's got that crazy that just like quintessential irish voice that you hear on this song sure um pained and oh my god like um and she's like quite well known apparently in the in the folk scene in ireland um I say apparently because, like, I'm on the other side of the fucking world. But um, sure. Ian Lynch, he he has a podcast. Um, oh god damn, what's the what's the podcast called? He he does a podcast about Irish folk music, and he focuses on songs like traditionals, um, right? And so he does the history of these songs, basically. Um, so some there are some originals on on this album, but like um, Hunting the Wren is uh, their version. Of an, of an old folk song and right. uh, like I don't know so there's this live version like I like it's just like just thinking about it it's like it makes me like pretty emotional sure. um there's this there's this live version they play at um some beautiful venue in in Ireland um and so many times I have sat in bed with my laptop just like weeping mm. watching them play it right like I don't know what it is. It just hits. It's about um, uh, it's about these women. Um, I read a, I read about it. I can't remember if they were um sex workers. I I think they were sex workers who were kind of like discarded from society or like like uh in olden terms like broken women and that then that's how they made their money. And then it talks about like the British soldiers coming in the redcoats and how they would um. Oh, God damn it. There's like so many lyrics in it. That's just like, um, like they're talking about their cruelty. They're talking about, um, I don't know. It's like, I just think like, I, I, it's hard to talk about. That's kind of why it's the song that I think everyone should listen to. Like, I guess like like the best way to experience this to it is, um, is to listen to it, I think. And then like, yeah, I don't know. I can't, have I, have I sufficiently expressed how much I care about this song? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's I think it's insane. I think it's so so beautiful. I just think it's like everything. Like it's just one of those songs that like is everything. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And that violin, the plucked violin that goes all the way through it, like the dun dun dun. Like I don't know. I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is incredible. Um, <laughs> I think the, the 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 thing that I really love about Irish folk music and this and this is going to sound very reductionist because it's basically it is the point of folk music but it is the it's the storytelling 
And I think that's mm. the thing mm. that I think is unlike anything in in music. Um, yeah, like we you know we've we've talked about uh, on this show about you know. Uh, you know, honest lyrics and, you know, lyrics that you connect with and storytelling and stuff like that. But Irish folk music is like nothing else because it's, it's you know, years and years. It's, you know, centuries almost of... Yeah, of, it is, yeah. Of practice and... Uh, pr- practice in terms of the, the art of storytelling, but also in the art of being miserable bastards yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and you know trying almost to just thoroughly depress anyone within within uh uh within earshot um yeah uh it's obviously there's the, like there's you know tragic history and um the relationship with with uh with the uk um yeah obviously comes into play in a big way in a lot of the songs as well these uh, these guys are big republicans like they yeah. love um they love that rap group from ireland that um what are they called not uh kneecap kneecap yeah 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 with the yeah <laughs> yeah yeah big time um so yeah i yeah it's again it's just it's you can't help but feel like be sucked into it because it is like it's the storytelling element of it you just feel completely transfixed by the story by this by yeah. the and, and the musicality of it is so beautiful and so delicately done with like this really tragic subject matter it's yeah and then it's the Olean pipes that come in yeah. like in the, oh, it's like huge um yeah and yeah the the, so the second half of the song i think when it's sort of like um breaks into metaphor i think well i mean like like this first half of the song is like kind of a denser metaphor and it's like talking about um a bird and that's a metaphor for like a woman yeah sure and then in the second half of the song it kind of gets more literal and it's talking about these women and i and i did read about i wish i had like the information now but like they they were referred to as wrens Uh um but it's sort of basically talking about the the prostitution um and the soldiers like and it's sort of like there's just I probably can't read it. Like, I'm actually getting getting emotional, like, reading it. I probably can't say it out loud, but, like, yeah, the lyrics are just heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's, like, so historical as well. I think I think that's part of it. It's not just, like, the, the individual personal, um, I guess, violence that it's kind of implying, but it's also, like, this is, this is historical. Yeah. And you still, you still have uh, women in these sorts of situations today as well. And just, like... Not yeah. necessarily by choice, I guess, is 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 what. Um, yeah, this sure. is the part that kind of kills me. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah God, oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Like, and it, yeah, I, I, I think I, it's incredible. It's so good. I, I feel the same about a lot of um, like Republican music, like Irish like music. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the subject matter, a lot of the the conversation around like around the British. Mm not that long ago no not that long like like i'm i'm in belfast you know like, you mm. know, there's there's we're still experiencing it now you know there's like there's, yes. there's some of the some of the themes that come up in these songs very prevalent in the you know especially the 60s and 70s but i yeah. lived through some of that stuff um yeah which is mental absolutely mental it's crazy. and then 
and then yeah you just think about you know like i i lived through a very sort of um sanitized version i guess you know i, I like i had certain experiences um and like i i've i think I've, I've it's it's a weird thing in northern ireland like you know um there was a time where anytime there's a delay on a train you assume that it's either leaves uh farm machinery or a bomb on the yeah. tracks like that's <laughs> a that's a real yeah. thing um, yeah fuck so yeah like a lot of this subject matter is is very dense and it's very deep and it like it's it's very modern in a lot of ways as well yeah yeah um, yeah that's and, i think that's something that they do really well this band like yeah. like they've taken this folk music they've added this weight and heaviness to yeah. it they've made it very modern and like uh doom doomy like it's yeah. they're they're almost like a doom band yeah playing folk music like that's what i yeah. that's what i get from them yeah. yeah absolutely yeah and again it's not like it's not like irish folk music is has that um sensibility to be hopeful at all it is <laughs> exactly you know, it's, it's a perfect fit <laughs> yeah it's it's like a certain like um it's like a, it's like a greek tragedy where like the the it it is meant, it is yeah. a tragedy. It's a, it's meant to be uh-huh. tragic. It's meant to be heartbreaking. You're not yes. meant to feel come away from it feeling like d- interpreting anything positive from it or any kind of hope. It's meant to be heartbreaking. It's meant to be difficult. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So yeah, it, it is. It's it is intense. It's intense. Yeah. But it's a, it's a really really beautiful song. It's really it's all time yeah and and i think for anyone listening if you're interested like the out al- the album is obviously great but there is this live version on youtube it's just um live in dublin um mm-hmm. uh, you'll you'll find it on youtube it goes for nearly eight minutes it's yeah so good so yeah. good and they've got like a big like gallon uh, like a huge not a gallon like this huge like water um jug right like a big like like industrial sized water jug that they filled with like coins or something and that's part of the percussion oh, like just awesome. like slamming this big plastic jug full of coins and Brilliant. big drums like she's playing this weird little like um it's not an accordion i don't i don't know what the name of the instrument is but it's like sort of like it's a box you put on the floor it has like an air um element to it like an accordion but it's also like a piano it's, it's right they're just they're just amazing to watch mm. yeah they're fantastic yeah yeah excellent all right perfect <laughs> um all right well on that note um wrap up there so awesome. uh, do you have anything you wanted to plug or promote Ryan while I have you yeah I guess I I guess I should um I am uh I wish I wish I had my own podcast to to start but I am planning on starting a podcast um okay soon um uh I want to do a music podcast actually I want to do like the history of hardcore um basically I'm gonna call it Dead Ramon so I'm gonna try to get on local comedians and and talk about that and talk about how alien the subculture is (laughs) um okay but I guess if you uh if you're interested in that or um my comedy um I guess people could just follow me on Instagram that's like my main thing Mm-hmm. It's just um, ryan.d.sim. That's me. I do have, if you are in Sydney and you're listening, I do have a comedy show coming up on the 10th and the 11th of May. Um, it's going to be called The Favourite um, for the for the Sydney Comedy Festival. So that, they're, they're kind of my plugs. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Appreciate it. I'm Thanks very comfortable with self-promotion, as you can tell. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You need to do Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Awesome. No, thank you, Shane. I really appreciate it. This was like a really, really fun uh
And that is it for episode 55 of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to this the day of release or shortly thereafter and you're in Sydney, uh, 11th and 12th of May at the Sydney Comedy Festival, Enmore Theatre, uh, go and check out Ryan's show. Um, I've heard many, many really great things about it and it also touches on some of the musical themes that we've talked about in this show. So if you enjoy this conversation and you're in Sydney, be sure to go and check him out. Uh, if you're not in Sydney, just give him a follow on, on the socials and uh, keep an eye out for that, uh, that podcast. I'm very excited to listen to that. If you like this show and you want to support it, a couple of different ways you can do that. If you are in a position to support us financially and you'd like to do that, there's a coffee link set up so you can throw a couple of quid for an episode that you've enjoyed. That'd be very much appreciated. If you're not in a position to do that, then keep all the other support coming. Reviews, ratings, tell your friends, post about it on social media. Just get more people listening. Helps grow the show. Uh, helps me keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, helps me get like great guests like Ryan. So yeah, all, all that support is very much appreciated. I should be back next week for episode 56, so in the meantime, look after yourselves, and we'll speak to you then.